M1 Apple Silicon. High performance cores, neural cores, RAM, GPU, compute, all on one board. Has Apple changed computing? Let's talk about it. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? The little or not so little chip that could. So at Apple's recent MacBook event, we saw new MacBook Pros, 14-inch and 16-inch, that were slightly tweaked from their 13-inch counterpart. We saw a boxier design, we saw vents that were in different places, and we heard terms such as X amount faster than M1. (laughs) But here's what's hilarious. M1 was already kicking Intel and AMD's thermal behinds in many ways and on par with what Intel has been doing. So M1 Pro and M1 Pro Max or M1 Max, these chips are even better, even better than M1. And one has to ask themselves, hey, hey, What's really happening here? So as a new owner of a MacBook Pro with an M1 2020, I take a look at the performance. Everything is absolutely blazing fast. Dexter, have you seen a beach ball? I've seen one. (laughs) I have. I have seen one. But it was related to me clicking around and mousing around and essentially an iPad app because the beauty about this architecture is that it allows iPhone, iPad apps to be quote-unquote compiled universally and work on the Mac as well. And that is really where the power comes in because we're talking about a system that doesn't have to hop around so much to access the memory and access GPU because we're looking at a unified memory architecture system. So when you're dealing with that unified memory, it's like the CPU can automatically talk. It's like They just pick up the phone and the memory is on the line versus picking up the phone, dialing, letting it ring. Then GPU or memory is on the phone. It's essentially an instantaneous handoff. So with Intel struggling to really make things meet on their side and AMD really kicking Intel's butts as well, what's going to happen? Are we going to see more SOCs, more systems on a chip? I argue, yes. I think we're going to see more integrated systems. But then what's going to happen to the hobbyists? Yes, I have an M1. I love the M1. It's great. But I'm also a hobbyist. Linux is still my primary operating system, as it has been for a number of years, because I like to customize. I love to be able to add my own RAM, add my own GPU. It's great. It's great. It's fun. 
being a hobbyist is something that I don't think will ever go away as long as there is a gaming scene. Could there be games for Mac? I honestly believe so, but no one buys a Mac to game. Even though, arguably, we see fantastic games on iOS and iPadOS, and since Macs are M1 now, you know, except for the Mac Pro, yeah, it could happen. We could have a future where more games are ported to Mac because of how the system simply performs and outperforms. Look up popular people on YouTube and look at their reactions to the M1 Pro and M1 Max. And you're talking about individuals that are blown away at the prowess of being able to read Canon video, something that is notoriously difficult to just parse and view. These latest M1 chips can do it. Essentially opening apps at a tap of a button, these M1 chips can absolutely do it. So guys, I think Apple is on to something here. And I believe that they have truly changed the system on a chip and CPU game for the better. So Intel, AMD, you better watch out. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.